Hi there, welcome back to the Daniel Rosal podcast, bringing you today episode number 22, which is going to be about what it's actually like to live in Israel. And I'm recording this a few hours before the start of the Jewish Sabbath, the Shabbat here in Jerusalem. And that is definitely one of the distinguishing features um, of living in Israel is as the only Jewish majority country in the world, um, it's the only country where the public infrastructure is affected by the Shabbat. The Shabbat is the Jewish day of rest and it starts because the Jewish calendar works from night to night. So when three stars emerge, that's the start of a day in the calendar. And likewise, when the next three stars emerge in 24 hours time, that's the next day. So uh, for that reason, Shabbat is a Friday um, night to Saturday night activity. And it actually starts a little bit earlier because um, really just Jews start observing stuff from uh, a, a bit before that. I don't want to go into the halachic technical uh, issues here, but uh, basically it's 24 hours to 25 hours from um, Friday at sundown basically until Saturday um, n- at nightfall, let's say, when stars come out. So that is, and in Jerusalem, if you're in one of the more religious parts of the country, Jerusalem definitely is one of them. Um, Jerusalem has a lot of ultra-religious, um, what are called in Hebrew, Haredi, um, community. Um, then you'll have significant, uh, you know, changes in terms of certain neighborhoods would be like closed off that you can't even like get in. Uh, you definitely shouldn't walk through them um, in a sort of, you know, driving a car because during the Shabbat, uh, religious observant Jews are don't use electricity they certainly don't use cars there's there's a whole uh, list of 39 categories of work and then a bunch of sub subcategories and that really affects kind of like almost everything um if you just take not turning on or turning off electricity um to not igniting fire which is you know why, why a car is a problem um, amongst other reasons uh, then you can understand so basically it's a day when religiously observant jews would uh, just kind of stay home um, and then go to synagogue to pray and then eat and have meals and it's actually a really enjoyable institution um, once you get into it if you are Jewish and obviously if you're not Jewish um, this isn't something you would be doing or presumably um, but I obviously grew up in Ireland in Cork where there was no Jewish community effectively we certainly didn't have a um, you know, there wasn't the infrastructure there for Shabbat. So when so simply there weren't Jews. So when I, when I moved to Jerusalem, which was kind of a birth into a Jewish community by fire, I was going to say baptism by, by fire, but that probably wouldn't be um, the best word to describe it. But when I started, uh, when I moved to Jerusalem and started uh, putting effort into keeping the Shabbat um, and refraining from using, I, I loved not using um electronics that aspect of it is really really healthy and and great i think like turning off your smartphone not using the computer um um but that that in itself isn't 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 joyous just disengaging and i think what's great about the shabbat is that you have the negative aspects of what you step back from but you you also have what you step into and what you step into in um sort of a religious society is spending time with your family, um, congregating for meals. So what a lot of young people will do in Jerusalem is they'll go to each other for dinner. So uh, dinner parties, effectively. So they'll go firstly to the synagogue. Um, and then from there, someone will throw a dinner party and you'll bring wine and, you know, you'll uh, eat and talk and chat and uh, 
go to sleep, go to synagogue, eat, sleep a bit more maybe. Uh, and that's that's the kind of day it is. It's, it's, it's a day of uh, decompressing and healing, recovering from the previous week and um, getting energy for the coming week. Um, and that's kind of how we think about weeks here in Israel, as you say, <clears throat> the greeting after the Shabbat ends is Shavuot Tov, which means good week. So it's like the next week, because there's a Sunday to Thursday work week in Israel, which not a lot of people know, I feel. Um, so you emerge from Shabbat on Sunday, and then you have a period called Motz E Shabbat, which means the Shabbat's going out. And then on Sunday, the work week starts. So you're back into the office. I'm back at my uh computer because i work you know home office i'm a freelancer um but irrespective sunday to and then the traditionally people work until thursday and thursday is like when the weekend starts um some people also work fridays i typically work fridays as well um and then it's the then it's the shabbat and that's kind of your weekend so i don't i don't think one day is enough I, i think i'm definitely feeling under holidays and uh, i need to take a few days off but um that that's kind of how the work week runs here so um, i want to try be honest here about living in israel um because i think that like people a lot of people that do talk about this um only try to focus on the positives and there definitely are challenges so i'm, I'm recording this for just a general interest um general interest audience i don't want to make this uh just for you know just for a jewish listenership um and really the main reason to live in Israel um, for Jews who come here to make Aliyah, which means Aliyah, Aliyah is um, the Hebrew word for immigrating to Israel, specifically referring really to Jewish immigration. So it actually literally means going up. And it's the idea that it's a spiritual elevation of sorts to move from the diaspora Jewish world to Israel. Um, and that's basically why I came i mean i came it's very hard to get asked all the time what took you from ireland to israel why are you in israel and as i taught i recorded a youtube video recently uh why i moved to israel and my thoughts about aliyah and i tried to explain that it's just so hard there's no no real easy way to answer this uh in in like 30 seconds for you know a professional in a professional context that wouldn't be kind of oversharing or inappropriate uh, so it, it's a tricky one. So I usually just kind of say, oh, business took me here, or personal, re- religious reasons, personal reasons. And the real reason is that, um, you know, for us Jews, um, Israel is where the Jewish narrative started, where the Jewish people originally came from before they went into exile, which is a historical fact. Um, and we regard this as our homeland, the place where the Jewish people started the place, the only place where Jews can keep all the various commandments in the Torah. Certain commandments can only be kept um, in the land of Israel, like Shemitah, uh, which is the requirement that the land lies fallow um, for for one year um, uh, during during a cycle. Um, so we, yeah, we we really think that this is where Jews belong and that's home. And that I guess coming from a country that was coming from a city in a country that really had no jewish life um growing up and i've talked about this in my podcast what it was like growing up jewish in ireland um just felt very very um kind of out of place and like a lone wolf and i I didn't like that really um so coming to israel for me is like being normal and not being defined 
solely by my Judaism. I'm not the Jew because we're most people in this country are Jewish. Um, and I feel like in Israel, I can be, I can be just who I am in terms of my personality, in terms of what I do for a living. And the fact that I'm Jewish is secondary, but equally there is this whole infrastructure around me that supports Jewish life instead of makes it difficult. So the holidays are Jew are built around the Jewish calendar. So if you want to keep those, you don't need to take time off work just to keep them. Uh, I can get kosher food here, and I did this in Ireland. I got I went through a religious phase during which I started keeping kosher by eating fish and then vegetarian, um, and keeping Shabbat. But it, it was it was just difficult. It's not meant you're not meant to be spending Shabbat by yourself or eating kosher by yourself. It's a community based religion and israel is is in a country that facilitates it it's really where it comes to life so that's basically what the reason i'm, I'm saying this is to explain to non-jewish listeners that um jews who moved to israel for the reasons i did because uh, they want to they believe this is home we're not rational actors so you're not dealing with people that are like <laughs> and i'm including me in this by the way that can really say these are the pros and cons and on the net balance i would say come here or don't come in here because for me it's always um you know it's it's always the place to be and that supersedes everything so um and that's kind of why despite the challenges i've stayed in israel and i plan to stay in israel um i definitely can envision myself leaving for a period mostly for professional reasons because i do think just from a professional standpoint um the opportunities in my field which is uh marketing communications um in a non-english speaking country that's it's a it's it's like challenging to get the same i would describe it as like quality of opportunity as you can get elsewhere but i mean another factor is is that remote work is really changing that at the moment we're getting access to opportunities that would not have been there before um so yeah that's basically um why i'm here anyway in, ter- in terms of the actual pros and cons um let's start with the pros because those are those are it's better to do it that way right um in in terms of so the the, the main pro is the jewish thing for me that over that that supersedes everything let's just let's just get down into like into into more applicable reasons um so firstly the weather in israel is really good uh it's a sunny climate on the eastern mediterranean it's the summers are long um they can be actually too hot but jerusalem where i live has a more balanced climate so the night times are it cools down significantly in the nights um even during the summer so uh you know coming from cork in ireland where the you know average summer temperature is like 18 degrees celsius it's considerably warmer but i never find jerusalem oppressive there isn't like um the humidity you get in tel aviv by the coast uh so i find the climate here uh very agreeable the winters aren't particularly rainy the food is good um the food is good but i think the main thing those those all sound like such kind of trivial reasons for me i think what really people connect with about israel is actually the jewish stuff and i include non-jews in that because there's something very invigorating about the kind of frenetic pace of life in israel uh the startup nation and everything in israel is super casual and super fast um and i think you don't need to be jewish to like connect with uh connect with that energy and to connect with the energy of 
you know, the Jews being proud to be uh, back in their homeland after many years in diaspora and to have to be building a culture in a country um, that is based around their identity. And that's very proud of that fact. So I, I think that's the main thing. Like, you know, I can give reasons like the weather, the startups, the technology. Uh, Israel actually isn't in some respects that high tech. Um, and I talked in a blog about fallacies about life in Israel and I think that part of the reason I'm not into Hasbara, um, which is um, the kind of you know propaganda or explaining Israel is that I think it like exists to rebut um, unfair negativity towards Israel because Israel gets like unfair hatred and there's this kind of movement to 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 regurgitate towards that excessive positivity that everything is perfect and that's not true either the truth like sort of gets lost somewhere in the middle or that's how i perceive it like in terms of how israel is to live we'll get on to the cons but it's not all pros the um my internet for the last month has been kind of crap um so i'm living in the capital of the startup nation and my internet connection is not reliable uh some of the time so it's not it's not tech utopia um most of the tech innovation goes to the export market uh so that's the kind of simplistic explanation is that um israel is kind of a exporter of tech but it's it's not necessarily internally super sophisticated or as sophisticated as you might think um so though yeah those are the the pros i would just say this kind of atmosphere of very busy country very vibrant country um a mediterranean country and um there is everything in israel i remember before i came here um i had this um like irrational concern that i couldn't this, this is ridiculous but i'm gonna i'm gonna just put it out there i had this irrational concern that you couldn't get brown bread in israel like wholemeal flour i didn't think that that was something that existed here it wasn't like developed enough and i always remember that as um how you know how irrational that concern was because you can get whole wheat flour spell flour teff flour rye flour barley flour israel is not at the point where it's like a peripheral country um there are it's not at the point either of the u.s where you have like next day amazon shipping so amazon briefly did this great offer to israel like free delivery for up to 75 bucks but when covid hit that stopped um and getting amazon here is kind of tricky if it's over 75 you have to pay vat and the customs people tend to stop it and that can be a real bureaucratic quagmire to get it out of customs so people order from like these aliexpress and ebay like these chinese websites a lot um so it's not at the level of like consumer convenience of the us and often also customer service in israel sucks um it's one of those it's it's one of the downsides of israel's very very like open uh unhierarchical culture is that i think sometimes it's taken too far and people don't sort of ex- understand how uh customer service is supposed to work where it's definitely definitely not the american um the customer is always right attitude here a lot of the times uh, but i do think that slowly slowly as they say here um these dynamics are kind of normalizing like israel by virtue of the fact that so many tourists come to israel so many israelis are seeing the world now um i think that the differences are getting smaller because you know exposure in these two directions um but okay so let's let's come on to the cons the cons of living here 
the main one by such a long distance and i it it really really frustrates me how little attention this gets like you think this would be a political issue or you know people would be asking their elected representatives what are we doing to to combat this and to to think of ways to improve this is the cost of living in israel it's just so exceedingly expensive um and the salaries just like don't match that cost of living except if you work in people always say except if you work in high tech and my experience has been it's it's not even that's not even like uh, and high tech is like this kind of israelism that they mean the technology industry i don't even think it's high tech i think you need to be in specific parts of high tech uh like as a marketer uh working in high tech quote with quote marks um it's not necessarily great salaries and, and not really uh you know salaries that just make sense for this cost of living um so that's that's the main one is everything is like too expensive um and that you know what's what really frustrates me is just the like because of covid um we have and the airport being closed for a lot of it and lockdown it's forced people to like have staycations in israel and theoretically it's a perfect staycation destination the country is really really small um it, it's both small and varied so you've got desert in the south and you've got green stuff in the north and the golan and the galilee in theory it's like perfectly set up as a staycation destination and i actually i'm a real homebody wherever i'm living in the world whether that's ireland or israel i don't particularly like venturing very far so i'm like a, i'm like a total staycation kind of guy but in israel it just doesn't make sense the accommodation the value for money is so poor um, the service is generally quite poor. A five-star hotel in Israel is like, to me, often, and I'm, I'm not a five-star hotel guy, um, but just saying from having visited them, it's they're not like five stars. So you pay these like extraordinary prices for mediocre experiences. And people, when the Open Skies Agreement came here and Ryanair started flying to Israel, people just started like, people will literally rather go to Europe for the weekend than stay in israel and i didn't really get that until i stayed in israel a few times after my wedding i didn't want to travel abroad because i was waiting to have my gallbladder surgery uh, so we went to israel and i was like this doesn't make any sense like it would just be so much more logical to fly somewhere else in 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 europe and just get a much better experience for less money so that's the main my main frustration living here is just that the it's like it's just like too expensive it's like oppressively expensive or so i find um that's number one um and that's actually kind of it really i would say like the conflict doesn't really affect hasn't really affected thank god uh day-to-day living um as far as as far as i'm concerned uh, since i've been here there it looks i'm not saying that it's not a big problem israel faces terrorism um both from within and from with and, and from outside its borders but in terms of day-to-day life here um in, in during the time i've been living here it hasn't been such an issue um uh you know thanks to israel's advances in security so um that's not really a major thing um customer service as i said can often leave a lot to be desired um and just kind of there's sometimes there is definitely some sometimes people just can be very there's kind of a culture of every man for himself um something i've written about is something called friar culture 
which is basically these are really hard to describe whether in audio or video fryer culture is like i'm a sucker if i'm too nice and you know i let someone into my lane in traffic there's this, just this kind of like pervasive aggression in israeli society that really baffles me like i don't really get where it comes from um very very different to ireland where and the negative in ireland i think people are not direct enough and they're um they you know they skirt around issues and they don't have hard conversations um but um equally i think that in in israel it's sometimes people are too direct and sort of antagonistic and almost to the point of being unnecessarily confrontational um so that's basically uh what i would um say about um life here in in israel is that you know on the pros we are in the Jewish homeland and there is a sense um, living in Israel that like every buddy counts. Uh, every person is building the country. Um, I feel like a real part of um, being a being a stakeholder here and being part. Like I don't think that I guess what insp what kind of inspires me and keeps me going about this aspect is that it's not. And this is again comes back to my feelings about Has Hasbara is that it kind of paints Israel as a utopia where everything's perfect. And I view it much more as a work in progress. Like they call Israel the startup nation. And I think Israel is itself a startup. Um, and I think that kind of defensive attitude of saying everything in Israel is flawless it sort of stymies advances because if you think everything's perfect, there's no work to do. Uh, and I'm much more motivated by the idea that there is work to do and that we're here to improve Israel and make it better and make it like the best, you know, theoretically the best country in the world to live, or at least a, a great home uh, for for Jews to live in. Um, so that that those are those are really my feelings about um, Israel and life here. Um, and yeah, hope that was of interest to some people. This was let me see, this was episode number twenty two, and uh, so we're back on count because I recorded the last episode about uh adhd out of sequence uh so we're back on track and hopefully we'll continue in that way thanks for listening and if and do feel free to subscribe if you enjoyed this episode um on your favorite podcatcher whether whether that is podcast republic stitcher um it's also on google Podcasts and apple Podcasts. so check the show out there thanks for listening and have a great day